Blog Talk Radio. one step closer to the new 17-game 2021 season. It was a good draft, enjoyable. And I think, as I said on Friday, the beauty of being able to just kind of see people living their lives again and just, just getting the feeling that we're getting back to normal and seeing people hug and interact. That, to me, was the best part about the whole thing. Um, but the picks weren't bad either. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, our feelings on the draft and, you know, who did well and who didn't do well and expectations. We might touch a little bit on Aaron Rodgers going on there and kind of anything else we want to talk about. And um, as you know, I don't do this alone, and tonight I've got two of my three co-hosts. I have my brother, JB, back in the house, and of course, the very happy Dr. Train. Gentlemen, welcome to The Mad Voice. Good to be back. Uh, hey, man, y'all. we back, bro. Let's talk quarterbacks. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> not really. Hold on. I'm jumping the gun. My bad. I know it's so near, you know. Back to you, T. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Train has got to be the funniest guy. Period. <laughs> just the funniest. Just, just, just the funniest. <sighs> so, um, first of all, good to, good to hear both your voices, Dr. Train and, and, and Jay. Uh, K-Star is going to try to join us, but the, the man who had the idea of us going ahead and doing a draft show is unable to make the draft show. Go figure. Um, so. <laughs> <sighs> K-Star, the good news is you can always count on K-Star to be K-Star. Um, <laughs> JB, first of all, how are you, my brother? Uh, I'm good. I thought I was going to be running late. I had an unexpectedly picked up eldest from work, but 
you know how I am with driving, so I'm good. Yeah, Mario Andretti ain't got ain't got shit on you. So yeah, I know exactly how you um, <laughs> Fly like an ego. <laughs> How's the weather down there? You know, y'all had some pretty rough stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been under a serious thunderstorm watch, warning, tornado watch. Really? Oh wow. Yep. But um, yeah, we're I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's just been a uh, thunderstorm that's all off and on all day, but we're all right. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, enough of that small talk. Jay, what do you think? What are your thoughts? You you didn't get a chance to um um be a part of our initial conversation Friday. Oh yeah. But, you know, yes. Train and I just literally just we danced the jig the whole show really. Um, <laughs> you know. The Bears got a quarterback, and the Cowboys got arguably the best defensive player in the draft in the first round. So, you know, we were just we were just having a grand old time. It really wasn't much anybody could say to get either one of us upset. Um, but you know, the rest of the weekend is here, and and you know, I I say before you say anything, I do want to say one thing. I do want to say this. I I have to say this. I have been a Dallas Cowboys fan since. 1973, okay, 1973, and maybe 74, but I'm going to say 73, somewhere around there. This would be just before JB blessed the world with his presence, okay? He wasn't even born yet. And our father said to me way back then, he said, "Um, you know, Son, when when you, when you watch football, you have to kind of pick a team. That's what he said. He said, you can't just, because, you know, I was a little boy, and so whoever was winning was my team, because that's what you do when you're a little boy. That team's winning, oh, that's my team. That team's losing, that's not my team no more. You said, oh, no, I didn't. That's not my team. That team's winning, that's my team. That's what I did as a little boy. Okay? And so he said, hey, you know, you have to – this, you pick a team, and then that's your team, whether they win or lose. And so I said, who's the team with the star in the helmet? I like stars. He said, well, that's the Dallas Cowboys. I said, well, that's going to be my team. They have stars. They have blue. I like blue. So that's going to be my team. And it's stuck, closing in on 50 years. And I got to tell you, for the entire time that I've been a Cowboys fan, it has been nothing but controversy. People are never happy. Ever, 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 ever. And all we heard last season and through this offseason is how bad, historically bad, the Dallas defense is. And what's Jerry going to do about it? And you hired Dan Quinn. And, okay, he was pretty good in Seattle, but, you know, he didn't do anything in Atlanta. What are you talking about? You know, you brought in Mike Nolan, who who was terrible. Got it. So, and then you go in and you bring Dan Quinn in, and, nah, that, you know, what are you doing? And, you know, you didn't sign Earl Thomas. Why wouldn't you sign Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas was the truth. You know, of course, nobody signed Earl Thomas, but that doesn't matter. The Cowboys didn't sign Earl Thomas. So the Cowboys didn't. You know, all, all critiques, picks in this draft, eight of them were defense, including the first six picks. 
and people still complained. Arguably the best defensive player in the draft. And people to this very day, shows that I watched today, and they still had a problem with the Cowboys draft. Unfucking believable. Okay, I just had to get that off my chest. That's it. I'm, I'm done. JB, I, 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 I ask you for your views, your opinion. No, no real, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you want to talk Dallas, you want to talk, you want to talk first round, you want to talk Chicago, you, whatever you want to talk about, JB. What do you think? What's your thoughts on the draft? The floor is yours. All right, well, first things first, um, I was mad as hell on pick number nine because I really wanted to attend. <laughs> I absolutely lost it. As, as Wait a minute. As I you got to say it. How mad were you? I was hot. That is. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Straight, straight hot. Lazy. But then you know what made up for it was the fact that Jerry and company did the smart thing. When the two top cornerbacks were taken off, dropped down. And I'm glad they did it. And when they got Micah Parsons, I was like, okay, okay, I'm with you. I see you. I got you. I got you. Good, good. I was very happy with that. Um, most of the Cowboy drafts I was okay with. There was a couple of um, Nashawn Wright, yeah, that was a stretch. Um, Jabril Cox made up. Um, they got some depth at, at tackle. I can't pronounce the guy's name out of UCLA. I like that one. Um, but it occurred to me they weren't going for, quote, unquote, the best players. They were going for a, a specific type. And, and it was back to that Legion of Boom, lanky players, long player speed. So hopefully – these won't just be players that are lanky, long, long with speed, but they can also pick the ball off and tackle and all that other stuff as well. So I understood what they were going for. And it was nice to also see that they did, out of the 11 picks, eight of them on the defense. I, I like that one myself. I was with that because, Lord knows, if there's any help needed, it was on the defensive side. And thank God Jerry and his sugar plum talking self did not try to draft pitch. I would have lost my mind in another direction again. So, overall, I thought it was a good draft, Uh, Parsons and Cox being the highlights, in my opinion. Um, So, so I was was pretty good with that. The Bears jumping up and and grabbing fields was a a must, and they did it. They pulled the trigger, so I was glad to see that, too. Um, It's nice to see y'all got an actual true franchise quarterback. Let's hope that Nagy now will put on his hat and develop him. Wait, wait, did somebody say quarterbacks? Somebody say quarterbacks? <laughs> I've been waiting on – not yet? Not yet. Okay, all right. I was just, I was just waiting. Not yet. Not okay, yet. all right, I'll come back. <laughs> come, come back round. Come back round. We'll, we'll be there in a little bit. Oh, God. But, is a nut. <laughs> 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 um, our, that that was good. Um, Go ahead, Jay. I'm I sorry. Like, I do like what the, from now looking at all 32 teams. I do like what the Chargers did. I do like what the Browns did, and I do like what uh, even the Jets did. Um, they they found ways to plug up some holes that were obviously some glaring holes that they need to get plugged <laughs> up. 
um, it was good to see them. But for our team specifically, yeah, I thought we had a good draft, especially Cowboys since that's what I focus on, and I'm just glad Trent, I mean, Trent um, Train, you got your, your quarterback in Justin Fields, and, yes, I did say quarterback, so go right ahead. Yes, you did say quarterback, but is it are we, are we ready? No, not yet. Okay, all right. I'm telling you the word of the day, baby. <laughs> quarterback. Let's talk quarterbacks. Okay, sorry. Hey man, hey man. You know what? 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 Ask quarterback, Doctor Train. Go ahead, man. We talking quarterback, Doctor Train. The floor is yours. Let's talk quarterbacks, because I promise you, up until we traded to the left pick, it was the worst conversation on the show for me. <laughs> man, dude, I can't even express my excitement. The more I, I, I mean, all three of us. I think even K-Star, too, had nothing but high praises for this dude after that game against Clemson. I was just like, damn, this dude is putting on a freaking show. I mean, ribs hurting and all. I was just like, wow. I was like, that dude dude should be, I mean, after Trevor Lawrence, it should be all him. And leading up to the draft, it's all these other cats. And, you know, we in quarterback purgatory hell. I'm, I'm down there looking at Kelly Munn and Davis Mills like, all right, man, I guess shit, we'll get one of them. We sitting at number 20. Ain't no way these guys going to be on there. You know, then the Mac Jones stock went up. And I'd be goddamn, man, if I'm not right after the trade for the Eagles made, they go get Devontae Smith. And I was like, oh, well, Giants on the clock. Let me go downstairs for a minute. I don't know what I came downstairs for. I was grabbing something because I had a little draft day meal. See my post on Facebook, thanks to my wife. Sure did. And then turn around almost to go back up the stairs, but, you know, the TV is right there too. And I looked, I was like, oh, shit, we on the clock. (laughs) (laughs) I run upstairs. I'm like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? My wife looking at me like, it's just a draft. <laughs> what are we going to do? Then the name came up, Justin Fields. I was like, thank you. It was, I think, in the last, I mean, there's a part of me was like thinking Mac Jones, but I was like, I'm glad it's Justin Fields. And to see the dude's reaction after he got drafted, I'm like, either you chill or you pissed because you fell so far. Either way, I don't mind it. But I saw a little cut video of him, uh, like when he, like uh, after he got drafted, it was like a little two-minute video, and basically the dude was just like, let's go to work. He's like, man, he's like, I don't have too much to talk about. He's like, it's been enough talking. Let's, let's just go to work. And he's talking to somebody on the phone. He said, it ain't even set in yet, you know, what I'm ready. But what I liked about it was like, at least we ain't got to turn off the TVs at Hollis Hall because somebody might be saying something he don't like. God damn, the boy got tough skin. And he's a brother. Woo, we got a black quarterback. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying. What? Let's you, know, you know, I think the, prob- the problem here is that football is such a bland game with no emotion that we've got to figure out a way to get some emotion out of Dr. Train. I just think this is just – you know, it's just ridiculous that he just doesn't know how to show his happiness because, you know. Tell um, you, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> Justin Fields is 6'3", 230, runs a 4'4", 40. 
to throw the ball 75 yards. We saw him light it up against Clemson. Frankly, for my money, I understand that Trevor Lawrence was the, you know, the, the, the classy pick, the, the, you know, he's the, the next Peyton Manning, if you will, or, you know, I don't even know who they're really comparing him to. I say Peyton Manning because he's six, six, like Peyton Manning and, you know, um, um, but, you know, I told, I said this, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't revisionist history. I don't watch a lot of college football. Jay watches a lot more than I do. So he knows I always defer to him. Even even up to last year's draft, you know, or, um, yeah, last year's draft, I was asking him questions. Um, last year's um, championship game, I defer to him. But the games that I have watched, from what I observed, the highest ceiling, that's what I saw. I saw his top play higher than everybody else I saw. I mean, granted, I, I, it's a limited sample size, and I'm sure, a, a, you know, people could say, yeah, but, you know, you missed this game where Trevor Lawrence did this, or, well, okay, got it. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and all these, okay. But what I saw Justin Fields do, bruh, y'all are going to be something to deal with with that defense and a, you know, Top quarterback as a rookie coming in, ready to start. He's ready to start. He's ready to play. That, 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 it don't be no competition. It's his team. Man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, and Aaron Rodgers looking like I'm he's trying to get himself out of Green Bay. <laughs> Chaos. That, I, shit, I love that shit ain't gotten any better. <laughs> Man. So all guys are shining hear. on uh, Chicago. Chicago. I know it. Chicago. So, Jay, since you do watch way more college than both of us, man, kind of, yeah. I'd like to get you to take between the two, between the Lawrence and, and the Fields, because I'm not counting everybody else. Fucking Mac Jones played with three people that got drafted first round, two wide receivers that got drafted in the top ten. I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much a cheat code there. <laughs> you know, everybody else, you know, the other guys are from smaller schools, so the competition isn't as stiff. But give me your take on these two because you watch so much college ball, man. Well, they're, they're both completely different players. I think with Fields, we've already said all the accolades about him, and I'm not going to sit here and disagree with anything because his play in big games spoke for itself. Um, with With Lawrence, He's a big guy that's more athletic than what he appears to be. But I'm going to be in the minority and probably say something that's going to be a little shocking. I'm not that sold on Trevor Lawrence. I'm just not. He's had a lot of games where he has played well. But when you talk about big bowl games against what would be considered, and I put this in air quotes, elite defenses, and and I'm saying that because they've made it to a championship game or at least a college football playoff. He hasn't played as well as one would expect, given the hype surrounding him. So I hope he has a great career. I hope he has a ton of success. But I'm not in the majority where all the hype is real, all his consensus this, all his – I'm not there yet with him. I'm just not. I would have more hype around fields 
not just because of what we saw in, in that, that bowl game where he got his wrist busted up and still came back swinging it, but saw him play well prior to that. Um, and I think the competition between the Big Ten and the ACC, not quite the same. I think it's a little bit deeper in the Big Ten compared to ACC. Um and Matt Jones, him being Alabama, so the weapons he had, I'm not even going to speak on that because that that's just that's just um, ridiculous with the amount of weapons he had to to play with, and even folks on defense. I mean, that's that, that that's a that's an NFL team matched as a college team, so we won't even talk about that. But for Fields and Walker, I think I, I would not be surprised if 10, 15 years from now we have a discussion and we find out that Fields was a better quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised. So I will say uh, you are not in the minority. Uh, I am one of those that is not. There's, there's some, there's just. Uh, it's what you said. I haven't. When I saw the game against against uh, Ohio State, and I saw, you know, I mean, their defense is look. It's like their defense was slowly just shutting him down the more the game went along, and it was yeah. like. You know, there was no no fight back, and I was just, and that's now I'm like T. That's my really my only true sample size. Yes, I, I always watch national championship games, so I did see when he beat uh, when they when he when they won against Alabama, and he was he was, he was quarterback, and that was definitely a talented Clemson team that he was on uh, at, uh, at 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 that time. So I, I don't want to take necessarily take anything away from him, but uh, I didn't see out of him in any game what I saw out of Justin Fields in that game. And that, 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 I'm, that's where I'm at with, with T. That's, that's, I'm going to say, in my sample size, I didn't, I didn't see that high. And, 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 and that's fine. I, my sample size is probably a little bit more just because I've had a chance to see him a little bit more, especially being down here in the southeast. Their games mm-hmm. come on a little bit. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah. But, but the one thing I'll say is this. I, I think about – Think about a, a dessert that tastes really good, but you just feel like there's something that can take it from good to great. And when I watch him, that's kind of how I feel. I see a very good player makes make sound decisions, but there's just something missing, and I can't put my hand on it. I don't know what it is, and I wish I could describe it, but I always feel like I'm wanting more after the game is over that I just couldn't get. Yeah, I, I, I'll, I, and again, I, I'll, I'll say on this show, Jay, you're not in the minority. Maybe in the real world outside of this show, I think mm-hmm. we all kind of, you know, I don't know about K-Star because he kind of just, you know, does K-Star-ish things. But, um, you know, I'm always reluctant when the media anoints somebody the next big thing. I'm always reluctant to agree with that. Um and you know they had this guy going number one. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, it was like five years ago. You know what I mean? Like so. Um, and the, the little bit that I did see of him, um, I just wasn't thrilled by it. It didn't jump out at me. It didn't come out of me. I mean, I, I think back to games that I've seen. You know, I, I'll never forget the, the game. I think it might have been '05 championship game with Vince Young. Um, oh, and 
high? Oh six. Oh six. And you know yep. and he just just jumped off the screen at you with his you know, with his uh his his athleticism, his charisma and, you know, the way that he played. I remember Cam Newton, you know, you know, jumping off the screen. There were there were quarterbacks that I've seen that were top picks that I've watched play again, very limited. Might have just been, you know, one or two games, but they just jumped off at the screen jumped off the screen at you like, holy cow. You know, I mean Joe Barrow falls in that category. What's that? Yeah. I, I saw yeah. a better game from Joe Burrow than I way better game than from Joe Burrow than I've ever seen from uh yeah. from Trevor Lawrence. Because when you think of a top pick and you think about someone who's who's um uh what I'm looking for, who's taking all of this this these accolades, who's garnered all of that, you expect for them to carry the team. Just like T you had mentioned Vince Young. Uh, train you mentioned Joe Burrow. Matt Liner, when he was at USC, you know, speaking because that was that was a game yep. the same between yep. USC and 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 Texas. There, I remember watching yep. it with, with you, me, you, and Pop downstairs. Um, yep, that's how 06. Um, you expect the quarterback, the most important position on the football field, to carry that team, and. Fields was carrying that team. He was making decisions that he needed to carry that team. And I wasn't feeling as though Lawrence was matching him from that respect, stride for stride. Now, I will say this, because of all the talent that Lawrence has on his Clemson squad, maybe that's what has dimmed the light a little bit. And now that he won't have as much talent, maybe he'll be able to showcase his skill set because he'll have no choice to pull his team through some of these bumps and bruises that they're about to go through since they were just one and fifteen, so we'll see. But like like y'all have both given examples, that's kind of what I was expecting to see. Joe Burrow was throwing that ball through tight windows and hitting folks. He was running and getting first downs. He was doing it with his arms, he was doing his legs, he was doing it with his brain. He was doing all facets of what you expect from a quarterback. At at like from a one to ten out of ten level. And there were times where I would watch Lawrence, and it wasn't just this one game. It was other games I was seeing. I always feel like you're at an eight, you're at a nine, but why can't I get you and see you at a ten consistently? You still flashes of it. I'll see it in some of the decisions that you make, some of the windows that you'll throw it through. You'll get it in there here, and you might get it in there, but it's not so consistent where – with all these other so-called experts, these gurus, quarterback gurus and whisperers and all that stuff, oh, these are the best things. It's like that. not quite there, not quite there. And that's why I said I feel as though I'm I'm in the minority when I talk about everybody, not just this show. I'm talking about everybody because everybody seems to think it's, it's, he's a no-brainer, uh, be a rookie of the year candidate and all that, and that's all well and good. But I'm just not as sold as everybody else out there is, minus the folks on the show, of course. Well, we'll see. Um, but Trent's got his guy, and I think you know. Obviously, yeah. there's a, a lot of optimism now for Chicago. I saw I saw some of your Facebook posts about it, and you know what was striking, what was missing about your Facebook posts, um, K Star. I mean, Train is no mention of the fact that you host the radio show, and hey guys, want you tune in and. 
you know, we're going to talk about this pick. I mean, you don't really have to ask a lot of questions here. I mean, you can, but, hey, you know, I do this great show with these great guys. Why don't you tune in and check me out? Just saying. You are right, T. I, you I, are right, Mike. Usually, you are right. I will say, well, the last thing T one of the funniest things I saw. They, you know, the I, I follow Bears, the Bears wire, whatever. I know every team has a wire, but um, they always say, you know, they always say Twitter, Twitter, re, Twitter reactions to uh, whatever. But they said Twitter reactions to um, Ryan Pace's uh, overall draft. And one of the Twitter posts said, Ryan Pace could have drafted six people off of Twitter after Justin Fields. And I still think he would have won the draft. I was just like, okay, that's how big of a difference having, drafting Justin Fields made for Chicago. No one else cared what they did after he drafted Justin Fields. It was like, we don't care. We have Justin Fields. We have a quarterback. Yeah, I, I think I think that there was no way that you guys were getting out of the first round. I mean, five quarterbacks went in the first round, three in the top three, okay? Um, I don't think there was any way you guys were getting out of the first round without one of them quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, I, I think, it, you know, you of all people have stressed the anger of, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson being oh this for – Chicago, and you go and you get and you, but you move up to get Trubisky, who can't really say he's been a bust, but he hasn't been anything special. He's not your future. He's not your answer. He's not. He's not the guy. You know, he's serviceable, but he's not the guy. And um, you know, when you saw two, you know, elite uh, MVP level quarterbacks that y'all passed up, I don't think there was much chance that Joe was going to get out of the first round without getting a quarterback, and kudos, kudos. You know, you can't change the past, but you certainly can learn from it. So kudos, kudos to you guys. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. um, I want to, you know, um, K-Star is not here, but, you know, I, let me just check because I keep – I have some draft information on – see, no, no K-Star. So I keep going back and forth to see if he joins us or not, but he, he ain't joining us, so – um, you know, um, but I want to talk about uh, Najee Harris. Yeah, um, I thought, and Trey and I touched on this a little bit on Friday, but I want to get, you know, again, JB being one who watches more than both of us, probably both of us put together. Um, I, I wanted to get – I thought it was a great pick for Pittsburgh at 24. I really thought they did They did a good job. At, they have not been the same team since they lost uh, um, Bell and uh, mm-hmm. Connor ain't it. And with Ben, you know, seemingly they've worked out their contractual issues with Ben. So at least one more year they've got Ben and, you know, certainly – you know, I, I personally think they should they should go get they sh- they should have been one trying to get a new quarterback, but you know what do I know? So they're gonna keep in at least one more year, and um, it'll be their starter. And they went to get what I think you know he might be the best back in the draft. If you ask me, um, 
But, Jay, what, what are your thoughts on their pick of Najee Harris in the first round? Another Alabama player, by the way. Talk about mm-hmm. this goddamn, mm-hmm. goddamn NFL team in, in, in Alabama down there. <laughs> well, I think six of the first 24 were Bama picks, so um, I think that's, that's all you need to know. That pick I had no problem with, especially since the pick before. Uh, Darisau from Virginia Tech went off the board. I thought they needed to get some offensive line help first and foremost, but the the probably the best um, offensive tackle in the draft is, is picked just before yours comes up. So kind of like what the Cowboys did. You you you're going after the initial need, and the the top ones that you're after are gone. You go down to the next level and picking up Harris, um, who's had comparisons to the Bell in terms of skill set. I mean, he can do a little bit of everything, and he's got some power to him, and, and he's got some burst speed, a bit of quickness, and um, he's a bit elusive, too. So, yeah, I thought it was a good pick also since they weren't able to, to uh, grab a tackle. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought that it mm-hmm. was, uh, I thought it was a solid pick. I liked the 49ers getting uh, Trey Lance. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, uh, you know, the the, the, the Garoppolo question, I, I you know, I don't know, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong, but if you have to start asking do you have the right player, you already know you don't have the right player. <laughs> I Correct. Mean, yeah. I mean, and, and all of these questions about Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like, I mean, you know, the, the best thing you can say about him is that he played for Bill Belichick. You know, I, he he has never been one to, you know, I don't know, he doesn't jump off the screen as the guy. He's got some nice wins and, you know, he, he you know, a nice win-loss record and all that as a starter. But I, I, I don't know. I just think the 49ers, you know, coming off of the fact that they were, uh, let me see, what was it? Was it? Was it? Two years ago that they were? Was it the Super Bowl yep, yep. or was it the conference championship? Mm-hmm. Super Bowl, right? No, Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Super Bowl, yep. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I don't know. I I think, and I think Trey Lance is a good, solid quarterback. I think that's a good, solid pick. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just to, uh, to touch on Garoppolo, I mean, you're 24 and 8 as a starter, so you can't, you can't ignore that. And you're basically one overthrow away from being potentially a Super Bowl champion. But he can't stay on the field. Let's just call it what everybody knows. He cannot stay healthy. And we've said on this show several times over the years, your best ability is your availability. And I don't care how great a passer you are or how great a football player you are. If you're not on the field, you're not helping your team. And since he can't stay healthy, they ain't got no choice but to go find another. And I like that pick. I like Trey Lance with, with the Niners. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Uh, it's it's really his ability to stay on the field. It may have been a different story if he's seen Garoppolo healthy uh, since the Super Bowl loss, but you you haven't. And they're just kind of – they have no choice. They got to do something. Else risk going into another season with him getting injured and not having anything uh, that they can turn to. Uh, with that said, I still think, I still think they're going to try to start the season with him. I think I believe they're they're sticking to that plan. I definitely like the pick of Trey Lance, you know, partly biased because 
it gave us Justin Fields, but you know that's just we got the quarterback. But uh, yeah, did you say quarterback? No. I'm sorry, I was trying to be like you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I have to say that I'm a little annoyed. I understand how things work in this game, um, but you know, Dallas, you you. You gave up your number 10 pick um, to pick up an extra third-round pick, and I guess that was a smart thing to do. But you give it to a team in your division so that they could get arguably the best wide receiver in the draft, and it's arguable. Obviously, there's a, there's a, there's a group of wide receivers that are really good, and Devontae Smith is one of them. And depending on what day of the week and who you talk to, he's the best. No, he's not the best. Okay. But the guy's a stud. Whether you think he's the best or not, he's a stud. You yeah. know, he won the Heisman. He's a stud. And now you got it. Now your pick means that you get to see him twice a year. And <laughs> you didn't get Sertan and you didn't get Horn like you wanted. Now you did get Joseph, and that's a that's, there's been a mixed review on that pick. I'm curious what JB mm-hmm. thinks about that pick. There was a mixed reviews on that pick, but you didn't get the two cornerbacks that you were looking at. And all reports that I read said you really wanted Sertan, Sertan Jr. Yeah. That was the guy that you had targeted as, you know, the number one cornerback on your board, and he was going to be your pick at number ten. Unfortunately, Horn went at eight, Sertan went at nine. You got Parsons, which no complaints here. But now you got to go into this season, dude, um, twice a game, twice a year. And it's directly because you gave them the pick that did that. I I mean, like I said, I understand you ended up getting an extra third-round pick because of it, so I guess that was a smart thing. You ended up getting the next guy on your board that you wanted, you know, Chicago moved up next and got who they get trained? Who they get next? Who did Chicago get? Excuse me. No, we got we got a quarterback. Yes, <laughs> got so we got so so you know you were able to go ahead and go back down to twelve and pick up an extra pick and that's very smart. I can't knock you for that. But damn, did it have to be in your division? You are gonna see this guy and you don't? I I I'm I, I mean we've got serviceable cornerbacks. We don't got no studs. I mean, okay, let me not say that. Diggs, so we do have one guy right now going in his second year. Um, you know, missed six games, broke his foot, was out six games, but so there's a chance he could be a stud. So let me let me retract my previous statement. But the secondary is still questionable. You don't have, you know, safety, uh, you know, eh. and the you know, I I don't know who's going to be you know the guy after Diggs. I, I I just I don't know. You got you got players, but I don't know that you got studs. So I I, I don't know. Um, it concerns me. But let me ask JB since you know their the Cowboys' um, second round pick was Joseph. Let me ask you, what do you think of that pick? Well, let me just piggyback off of what you're saying because. Honestly, with with the the swap of between the the Cowboys and Eagles, I didn't have a problem with it because of the fact that Chicago jumped up and got Fields. If the Cowboys stayed 
right where they were at 10, they would have grabbed Parsons anyway. And then at 11, Chicago comes up, gets Fields. Smith is still available at 12. They would have picked him anyway. So I think the inevitable was still going to take place no matter what, and you get a third rounder on top of it. So that's why I didn't have too much of an issue with it being with, with, with the rivals. Um, Joseph, Kentucky. Uh, with, and this is what made me realize they were going after a certain specific type of cornerback because I had my mouth salivating for them to say Asante Samuel Jr. I was ready. I was on the edge of my seat. Done lost a whole lot of weight, so my seat's a whole lot closer to the edge than what it should be. I was ready to hear it, and when they said this dude, I said, who? (laughs) And every pick after that, it was the same type of player. So me personally, I would have liked for them to take Asante Samuel Jr. I would have been more than happy with that one. Guy seems like he has he has the makings to be a very good player, but like a lot of other players out of the park, they seem as though there a lot of them are projects. I well, I was looking for them to grab the first corner that they grab. I was thinking NFL ready right now, not NFL ready in twenty twenty two. Or 2023. I need the NFL ready in 2021. Or as close to it as possible. So, looking at it from productivity now versus the type of player and attributes and traits in in terms of um, physical traits, yeah, it was two different things we were looking at. They, They have a specific type of player in mind, and I was looking at a production player right now. You know, I'm wondering. Look, I'm wondering. Y'all mm-hmm. on this, I'm wondering. So mm-hmm. we know that Dan Quinn is former Seattle defensive coordinator. He was the coach of the Legion of Boom back when the Legion of Boom were the Legion of Boom. So he had yeah. Earl, he had Cam Chancellor, he had Bobby Wagner and 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 Right, and, and all the boys, okay? He he had that defense at its peak. I'm just wondering, so he goes to Atlanta, and he's known for blowing leads, right, as a head coach. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that that's his legacy. Did it in the Super Bowl, you know. It's not that he made it to the Super Bowl. No one really gives him a lot of kudos for that. They look at the fact that you blew a lead because you didn't run the ball and you let the Patriots come back and take, you know, y'all was dominating and then the Patriots came back and you gave them the number of possessions they needed to win that game. That's one of the things. And then, of course, you know, how can we forget the 40-39 to 39 game last year against my very own Cowboys where his special teams – didn't understand the onside kick rules, okay? Um, so he's got some baggage. And so that mileage from LOB, the Legion of Boom, to now is pretty significant. He's done some things to taint his name and his reputation. But what if he still knows and has what it takes? And this draft, you know, he sat down with Jerry and Will McClay, for those who don't know, Will McClay is head of player personnel. So when you look at the Cowboys draft, um, 
You know, it's it's Jerry Jones, it's Stephen Jones, it's Jerry Jr. It's the head coach who this year is Mike McCarthy for many years. It was Jason Garrett, and it's Will McClay. That's your brain power for the Dallas Cowboys. Dan Quinn is in there somewhere, but he but you know the defensive guys are around, <laughs> but they're not featured. Okay, and I'm just wondering. And I'm curious what both of you guys think. Jay, you being a fellow Cowboy fan and train, you being a guy who really appreciates good defense. Could this draft for Dallas have been about a type of player that Dan Quinn is saying, I am going to build the LO. This is going to be the Legion of Boom Part 2, Legion of Boom 2.0. And I am looking for certain types of players that are going to fit the scheme that I'm going to run in Dallas. So it may not necessarily be the top player at that time that I make that pick other than who was clearly, you know, like arguably the best defensive player in a, in a draft. And clearly, hands down, people are saying, yeah, he was the best player available and might be the best defensive player. So no one's, no one's knocking Dallas for that pick at all. There's a lot of criticisms for some of the other picks, except maybe Cox is one that people are pretty excited about. But could this be where Quinn is saying, I'm looking for a certain type of player? I know what we're Hell doing. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I've been saying all night. Hell yeah. Okay. He wants lanky folks that are rangy and can get to the ball. And, and what I was trying to say, maybe uh, this is what I also wanted to say. I'm not trying to say but I also wanted to say this. I feel as though the extra credit is on the coaches now. In other words, it was a, a, a B, in my opinion, it was about a B minus, maybe a B draft. In order to get this draft to an A, you need extra credit. And they're banking on the coaches to provide that extra credit. So he is definitely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, looking for a specific player. You can see it across the board with all these DBs that he got. They all have the same type of physical trait. 6'3", six, 6'4", six, lanky, long arm. 33-inch on, 34-inch on. This, is Legion, this definitely is Legion of Boom 2.0, and it's going to be up to Quinn to coach him up. He is putting all the chips on his table and put it to the center. If this fails, it's all on Quinn. And in case anyone missed it, because you may not follow Dallas like we do, um, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys did not pick up Leighton Vandrush's fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. So while he will be a Cowboy for 2021, his status after that is uncertain. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is, is his injury status, as we've talked about. Yeah. His availability and with that neck injury and stuff that he's had, and broken collarbones, got a neck injury. and I, yep. I, I don't know his long-term future in Dallas. I don't know his long-term future in the NFL, to be totally nope. honest. I mean, when he's healthy – He's pretty doggone good, but um, so 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 and so we will see. Go ahead. And T, that's partly why I said what I said on Friday. You know, I do think Micah is going to become that guy. I do think he's going to be that guy that's going to be the center of your defense, and I do think everybody is going to be aligned around him. And with 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 the way you guys have drafted defense, the one other the one thing that the Legion of Boom did really well. Uh, which is what good defenses do, is that, dude, they get a lot of people around the ball really quickly. 
you know what I'm saying, they get to the ball really quickly as a unit. And so um, I expect to see our defense improve, one, because of Micah, and two, I think Dan Quinn still got what it takes to coach up a defense. It's, uh, yeah, we look at how, you know, how everything kind of fell apart in Atlanta, uh, but at the same time, you know, head coaching, I think some of these guys don't realize what it truly, truly takes to be a good head coach, and sometimes you can't handle both duties. You know, sometimes you just got to be the head coach. That's why I kind of love the way Mike Tomlin tackled, you know, uh, approached his head coaching in, in with the Steelers. He just, he's just a head coach. He's going to get these guys to ready to play, get them in the right mindset. And some guys can't do both and handle defense. But, so I, I expect Quinn to have you guys defense on 10. Hell, you got the best offense in that freaking division. Come on, man. It's, it's, about, it's, it's about time. Hell yeah. I am just I am just concerned that I I don't know that I saw what I wanted to see from Mike McCarthy first year. And I get mm. that got hurt game five. Okay, I get it. And you know you know, I mean Dalton was you know, he I mean he you know, got hurt and then he you know, that nasty hit he got in Washington and then he got COVID and you know, so I mean in fairness the Cowboys you know, there there was you know, offensive line was decimated. Um, you know, so and I'm not using an excuse, I'm just stating this is what the Cowboys had to deal with. It was, you know, the, the not a not a healthy team. But I just don't know that Mike McCarthy you know, when I look at head coaches that get me I mean, I'll be honest, I liked Jason Garrett. I'm not saying he shouldn't have been fired. He had ten years with the team. Okay, you, you know, at some point you you gotta you gotta look at you know Outcomes. You got to look at, um, you know, production, and you know, you had you had a, a, a Romo, you know, at his at his prime, and you know, you had Des Bryant there, and you had the, the offensive line. You put it together. I mean, like you had pieces there, and your guys didn't get it done, and Jason Garrett had to go. I'm not denying that, but I always knew that the Cowboys had an opportunity with Garrett because I just knew what Garrett brought to the table and I was I was okay with that. And and I know Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl, but did he win it or did Aaron Rodgers win it, right? You know what I mean? Like I I just I don't know that I'm sold that Mike McCarthy is the guy. I just I don't know that I'm sold. I want a I want a quarterback that I mean a head coach that inspires me, that makes me feel like I mean, Tomlin is, is is one of those guys. He you know, makes me want to go find some shoulder pads and go play. Shoot, I'll be right back, guys. I'm getting out there. You know, I want that court. I want that head coach. You know, I, I, and and doesn't seem like. I mean, since Jimmy Johnson, you know, Jimmy was another one. Dallas has not had that. I mean, Bill Parcells was one, but Bill Parcells was at the end of his coaching. You know, like his best was behind him. He was still a great coach. But he was wrapping up his career. Like, he was done. He's like, all right, I'm going to do – go in there and coach Dallas because everybody wants to coach Dallas. And let me go in there, make money. Jerry's going to pay me a lot of money. I'll go coach Dallas. He did a great job. But I just want that head coach that makes me excited. And Mike McCarthy doesn't excite me. So I, 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 I – I just don't know. My my good friend who is a Seattle Seahawks fan just texted me. Didn't know he was listening, but I'm glad he is. Um, McCarthy is definitely not the guy. Um, 
So, hey, hey, man, do you want to? Hey, I'm 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 putting it out there. I see that you might be actually listening on the line. Would you like to? I see you called in. I'm asking you if you want to say a few words. He's a huge Seattle Seahawks fan, since we talk about Dan Quinn and the Legion <laughs> of Boom and all that. Um, okay, let me bring him on. He said yes, he'd like to call in. So I'll be honest, I, I don't. I, so this is a guy. Before I unmute his line, this is a guy that I play. You guys have heard me talk about Star Trek Fleet Command, um, the, the game that I absolutely love, and I've done a few shows. Use this platform to, um, you know, do some things on that show. So this is how I met him, and we're both huge football fans. So I can't. He told me his real name. I'll be damned if I could remember it because I'm getting old, but. I, I call him Seahawks because that's the name he uses for the game. So I'm unmuting your line. And let's What's up, see. Big Lurk? A second. You are now unmuted. Are you there? What's up, Big Lurk? How you doing? I'm doing good. My man Seahawk called in. I appreciate it. Gentlemen, this is Mr. Absolutely. Seahawk, huge Seahawks fan. And you got Dr. Train, the Bears fan. I'm sure you picked up on that because the Bears got what what train? a quarterback. My bad. Did I <laughs> Are we talking about quarterbacks yet? We okay. <laughs> Just make sure. And man. we got uh, JB, who you may know by now is actually my real life brother, um, and he's on the line. And um, but hey, so um, thanks for thanks for checking us out and calling in and being part of the show. Um, you know, we don't got to talk about that. I was just going and talking about the Cowboys because I can. But let's talk about your team. Let's talk about your draft. And, and what well, do you think about Seattle's draft? How, how'd you guys do? Well, it was it was honestly it was such a weird draft because the Seahawks under John Schneider and Pete Carroll have averaged like eight to ten picks each draft, and we had three. <laughs> we had three coming into this one, and one of the other keys for Schneider is always trade back. I mean, you get to the first round pick, and I mean, it's just like. All right, well, we know we're going to trade back one, two, three, four times. And honestly, it felt like at some point his ultimate goal was just to own the seventh round with how many times he'd trade back. Uh, but uh, this one, <laughs> this one, we just, we had three and we went and we took three. That, that was kind of a surprising thing. Um, and it's funny, I heard you just a little bit ago talking about Dan Quinn and loving those corners with, you know, the 30 three-inch arms, um, it was always, you know, under Pete Carroll, it's always been a minimum. You cannot draft a corner with under 32-inch arms. You can't do it. You know, you got your Richard Sherman's, your Brandon Browner's, uh, Byron Maxwell. Um, well, he's had a couple that he traded a couple years ago, and, and actually this last year picked up on waivers uh, DJ Reed from the 49ers, and that was like a smaller, quicker, you know, corner, and he kind of saw, I think, what he could do in his defense because, you look at that fourth round pick, Trey Brown. That's a, you know he's five ten, thirty you know thirty inch arms, fast, and so it was kind of intriguing to finally see him kind of go away from the you know the big corners that obviously you know we still have a little bit there, but kind of seeing a little bit different because with like what the Rams love to do against the Seahawks, they love to get those those slots and those tight ends and send them on crossers, and the you know the longer corners you know they just can't run. You know, they, they can't move with them. So it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, and then I loved our second-round pick, uh, Dwayne Eskridge. He's a, he's a flyer. He's kind of like Tyler Lockett. Um, I think he's going to take uh, some of that punt return duties 
uh, from Tyler and, and keep him healthy because as good as Tyler Lockett's been, uh, if you watch like his splits from the beginning of the year to like the end of the year, he always at some point gets like a little ding, still keeps playing, but his production drops off. So if you, I think if you can keep him healthy, I think we can do, you know, do some good things. So it was small, but uh, effective, I think. I don't know that I've ever, and I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, at least once or twice in my <laughs> life. Um, yeah. Seeing a team only get three picks. <laughs> like, I'm not sure if I've seen that Round two, round four, round six. Yeah, round six. Yeah, I'm looking. Wow. I'm looking at it now, too. <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, I remember. Well, we actually. I remember the Stone Forsyth pick. Yeah, that was a trade. Uh, well, that was a point, trade up with Chicago. You guys traded with yes, Chicago and, and drafted that guy to 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 two oh eight. Did <laughs> yeah, because we had four picks at one point, and I was excited about that. We had two seventh round picks to trade both of them to go up and grab uh, Stone Forsythe, uh, mm-hmm. who I was actually surprised that he dropped. Yeah, I mean, you look yeah. at his measurables um, and his production. Um, the yeah. only thing that I heard on him was that maybe he wasn't, you know, didn't have that dog in him that you need in the offensive line. Um, but I mean, we had, we had kind of a, uh, humble giant for, uh, several years in Walter Jones that did fine with kind of a regular demeanor, not saying he's going to be him, obviously with being a six round pick, but, um, you know, it's just weird trying to process three draft picks, but I like him, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, you got to take quality over quantity sometimes. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and you guys, you know, you got a quarterback that's always in the MVP discussion, you know, so you, you, you're yep. set there. You've got, you've got um, you know, your offense is pretty solid. I mean, you got that man-child DK Metcalf. <laughs> God, that's a bad oh, boy. my God, God, man, that dude's there, like, dude. It's like T.O. Park. Did you see what you know, like, doing on Sunday? What's he doing about on Sunday? He's about to be in that He's about to run track. He, he, yeah, he's running in like Olympic qualifier or something. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Wow. I, Good for him. You know, I would say wow, but I have no idea if he's gonna get like embarrassed or if he's actually gonna, you know, show the world something. Well, he's he about to take show on the road. He can be automatic qualifier, ten oh five or lower, I think it is. Yep. Yep. Uh, everybody's, you know, like everything I read on here is just they get Buda Baker with about a 10-meter head start, and he'll break any world record. Mm. You know, for DK yeah. chasing hey, down hey, like he did it on that Cardinals game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <speed>. Can we just <laughs> – Yeah, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Can yeah. we just say – can we just can we just give credit what credit is due? Run, Rich, run, run, Rich, run, which is the Man, fundraiser absolutely. they do. absolutely. Okay, can we, you know the fundraiser they do for um, um, oh my God, uh, St. Jude's. Um, St. Jude's. Can yeah. we just give mm-hmm. Michael Vick some love for a second, please? Forty wow. years old, hasn't played in a number of years. Comes in and runs a four-seven. And yeah. if you watch him, Ooh. you don't. It don't even look like he was really running. And he runs a four-seven nah. forty. A four-seven forty. <laughs> This guy's not right now that ain't running a four seven quarterback. Four seven. <laughs> y'all know how fast four seven is at forty years old? Can we just give him some love, please? All this Lamar Jackson and all this 
all this love and, you know, okay, hey, you know, Deshaun Watson, all these. Man, y'all don't, y'all don't remember what Michael Vick was like when he was a star in Atlanta. That boy was bad. Just saying. So no. So no. <laughs> <laughs> and Train, who was, who, I mean, who was the bad, bad man on the Madden game? You get Vic as your quarterback? Oh, get on out of here. Dude, it was a, hey, bruh. They know how many people played with Atlanta because of Michael Vick, man. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was dumb, you know, but I loved it because I had Erlacher. And I was like, try to run. Try to run so I can break your shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to take it <laughs> yeah. We're supposed to be talking about quarterbacks. What am I doing? Just stay on, well, stay hey, on track hold, here. Hold on a second. You brought, you brought up Erlacher. You realize which yeah. quarterback ended Erlacher's career, don't you? You know, you, you, I know you were watching that game. It was Russell Wilson in his rookie year. It was Russell Wilson. In his he rookie pulled a hammy year. and Erlacher. Yeah, pulled a uh, Erlacher pulled a hammy, uh, chasing him late in that season and never played again. That's obviously that not what him. ended his career, but that was his last play trying to chase down Russell Wilson. That yeah, was that was yeah. That was, I was in a. I was in a bad place at that time. I realized how shitty I, I apologize. Was, so. I apologize. I think you've been in a bad place for a number of years, Trey. <laughs> man. You got that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, in your division. And y'all oh, my gosh, man. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. This shit was unfair. That's all I'm saying. Shit just wasn't right. But they got chaos now. Shit. Hey, go to that show, Aaron Rodgers. Shit. Fuck them Packers. They don't know how to treat you. (laughs) I got to tell you, though, I got to tell you, I expect Aaron Rodgers, um, for just simply dollars and cents purposes, will play for Green Bay. I mean, I think this was Mm -hmm. carefully orchestrated by his agent to bring attention and pressure because right now at 37, he could go to many teams. And start and do well. And so this, mm-hmm. this whole story was his agent saying, "Okay, we're gonna we you know we're gonna leak this, and we're gonna get the Packers to do whatever it is he wants to fire the general manager or whatever. But something's gonna happen to make Aaron happy, or to at least make him content. And he's gonna play, and he's gonna do a news conference and talk about." You know, the one thing kind of cool, because I'm a Scotch drinker, too, so is my brother, when he talks about how he's going to have three fingers of Scotch instead of two fingers of Scotch tonight, he just cracks me up because, you know, he measures his Scotch. But anyway, um, I almost <laughs> want to see Aaron Rodgers versus Justin Fields. I mean, I'm just saying, with the defense you guys have and now having a quarterback that can actually – extend plays and keep the offense on the field and keep Aaron sitting on the sideline because we kind of saw how that worked, you know, in the NFC championship game last year. We kind of saw how that worked when there's a quarterback that can actually play and keep Aaron on the side. Um, And so y'all got – I mean, he's not, you know, let's be clear, Justin Fields ain't Tom Brady yet, but he's going to come in and be pretty doggone good right off the cuff. I almost want to see that game, Train. I almost want to see that game. I'm just saying. Hey. Yes, sir. You got a quarterback. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, any other picks that jump out? I mean, there's 259 of these. You know, by, by today, the draft was Saturday. 
you know, we, you know, it's really I, I don't want to go team by team or player by player. That's just too monotonous, too boring, and there's too many, and who cares, picks. But any other picks, you know, any of you guys, we got our special guest, Mr. Seahawk, joining us from the uh, from the uh, NWO Alliance. He rejoined us, by the way, guys. Just want you all to know something. You know, we, 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 you know, he, he left us um, almost a year ago and went to one of the more hated alliances in the game. Um, but he kept in touch. He always kept in touch, always checked in, hey, how y'all doing, all of that. And uh, last week he, he came back home, and it's just been great to have him back on, on our game and back with the fam and um, so far. So, hey, you know what I want to ask you, Seahawk, before, before, we, before okay. I go back to that other question? You know, we had that battle last night with PXR, and PXR was your ally. Oh, yeah. How did it feel oh, yeah. fighting your ally last night? Well, uh, it was it was pretty easy when I checked the guy that was raiding, and all of his resources in the was in the billions, and I'm going, and they're just they're blasting me, and I actually I actually talked a lot of trash to him, uh, but no, it was it was it was fine. I don't know. I'm just I appreciate that you didn't. Um, penalized me for being stupid and leaving the alliance and allowed me to come back <laughs> but it's been so much fun coming back like you know that other alliance was great for growth but i mean they don't have the personality that nwo has it's it's so much more fun back in this alliance well it was good to have you know i wouldn't i you know in all honesty and you know we'll keep this between us although i don't know how many people out there are listening but i i I don't know that I would, at the end of the day, if anybody that was part of the family wanted to come back um, and they did it the right way. See, you kept in touch. You didn't just take off and then we didn't hear from you. Like, you always checked in. You and I talked a little football here and there. And, you know, yep. like, you kept in touch as a true friend, as a true brother. So when you, you know, when, when uh, I know Tron has been working on you, I know that, you know. Oh, um, he has been. And then when He's you been were, working on Yeah, me. I know it. <laughs> oh, I know he has. And then when you were finally ready to come back, it was a no-brainer. We were like, come on, bro, come home. Um, and there are guys that, you know, it, that haven't really kept in touch. And, you know, there's actually maybe three or four that are persona non grata. There's nothing really that they can do. Um, but most of the guys, if they really wanted to come back and have some fun with our team, uh, train, train will tell you, I ran a very large Madden league. And, man, we had a oh, blast. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, we did. We had a blast. We had a we did that for years. That's how Train and I got to know each other so well, playing Madden mm-hmm. football. We just had a, so much fun, and um, you know, had a lot of to created a, a, a cruise and went to tournaments and all types of shit. So, um, but anyway, I digress. I digress. I'm sorry, guys. I digress. Yeah, having a little fun. Here. <laughs> I digress. Um, before we go, yeah, Seahawk will tell you getting close to the time to do something on the game. Got our dailies to do, stuff to do on the game. So before we go, before we say Oh, we, oh, we got to get it done. <laughs> yeah, got to get it done. But before we do that, is there any other pick that jumps out at any of you guys that you want to either one say, hey, we didn't talk about this pick, but, man, what a great pick by this team. Or, hey, we didn't talk about this pick, but what the heck were they thinking? I'm gonna start with Doctor Train. Either or, and it could be your own team. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have. You know, if it's your team, because we obviously know our teams better than any other team. But is there any other pick that you want to just highlight that we haven't talked about? 
Start with you, Doctor. Um, well, if, if, there, if there's any other pick that I'm actually uh, happy for, no kidding, and then the fallout of what happened after after our draft is uh, the fact that we traded back, we traded up into the second round uh, from 52 to 39 to go get Tevin Jenkins, and then as of Tuesday, as of Monday morning, we released uh, Charles Leno. I mean, that shit almost made me cry. Just saying, for real. I was tired of seeing that dude. That dude sucks. Sucks so much ass. He took his money, and all he did was stay healthy. And he puts a post, say, set what? Set, what do you say? I forgot it even. I mean, seven years, 93 consecutive starts. Thank you, Chicago, for everything. No, motherfucker, thank you for leaving. Seriously. Because you, you, oh, my gosh, no. No, you are not welcome, okay? No, you, you really fell off. Because the dude fall hard as a seven-round draft pick, and we were excited at one point. And then we just watched his play from that point on. It was like, do you know who you're supposed to block? So Tevin Jenkins, I thought, was an amazing well, – it was a really good pick right after you went draft, draft the quarterback. You go get somebody uh, to protect him. And the only other couple of things I'll say about the, the – the, one other pick I like and one other thing I'll say about the draft uh, that I say just be mindful with this draft in particular, I like the semi Fajico pick that you guys made in the sixth round. Uh, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think that dude is going to be nice, man. He's, he's big, he's fast, and when I was watching, trying to watch highlights of Davis Mills with a coworker of mine because he had the 40, because he's a 49er fan, and we were just looking at quarterbacks. All of a sudden, we're looking at his highlights, and we keep seeing 13 catch the ball. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? And it's just mossing motherfuckers on the video. So, yeah, yeah, I, I like the Simmons Eagle pick you guys, man. I, I I cried a little bit when he got him off the board. I was like, damn, we can't get him. Yeah, you texted but, me. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the last thing I say about this, just this draft as a whole is, like, be mindful as this draft unfolds over the next two, three years because because of the opt-out, a lot of players fail that play good ball. So teams yeah. in the – I mean, literally six, seven round, they were picking yeah. players that had played a lot of ball. But because they may have opted out in the way that the season it just went, you couldn't see what they, what they were going to be, you know, in, in, you couldn't see them in a 2020 season, which probably would have raised their draft stock and kind of flipped the tables a little bit. So just keep that in mind uh, as you look at who your team drafted late because – they, they may have actually found something. Yeah, and, and, and for anyone that might be listening that may have forgotten or may maybe not even be aware, you know, in college and in the pros, because of COVID, there were a lot of players that just skipped the season. They had the ability to lock out. If I remember correctly, and Jay can correct me on this if I'm wrong, um, the college player didn't lose a year of eligibility if they opted out because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So they literally – could still play that extra year if they wanted to. Um, Jay, am I right about that? You are correct. So, and and so train makes probably the really the strongest point of the night. Probably the strongest, well, other than the fact that he got a quarterback. Um, strongest point of the draft, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is. Are we sure you got there a were a lot of players that we haven't seen <laughs> since the 2019 season, and they didn't play last year, but. Let me tell you, you know, this could, this arguably could have been, I mean, five quarterbacks went in the first round. The last time you've seen that happen. Like, they're, they're just, 
it, it was a very deep draft, and so I think Train really hit something. I, I would say yes, next two three years. But I say look at next year, and look at your team, and look at. I mean, the Cowboys had eleven picks. You know, eleven picks. There's going to be some players. You know, I mean, they got Cox in the fourth round. They got that wide receiver that Train just mentioned in the fifth round. You know, Six. so I mean. There's going to be some players deeper in drafts, productive, starting, that may not have under normal circumstances. So I think we got to really keep an eye on that this year. And I think it's going to be helpful because, remember, it's a 17-game season. And I think I, – I, I don't know what the numbers are going to be, but I think they're adjusting um, – rosters accordingly so i think you're actually gonna they're gonna compensate you and there's gonna be a few more players added to the game day roster to accommodate the fact that the league is the season's gonna go one extra game um so just keep an eye on all of that it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting and what i will play the next time we do the show is i'm gonna play our interview right here on the mad voice with um dwight freeney done while dwight dwight freeney was still with the colts and a top defensive end, and we interviewed him here on this show because Dwight Freeney is from Bloomfield, Connecticut, and I happen to know his father very well, and was able to get him on our show. And Dr. Train himself asked Dwight Freeney what he thought of the NFL going to a 17-game season. So the next show we do, we will play that again since it happened, and you'll hear from a Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, you know, great player, um, you know, what he thought at that time when they were talking about going to 17 days. I'm not going to ruin it now. The next show we do, you will hear that interview live and in its, in its entirety here on the Madden Voice. But, um, Seahawks, since you're our special guest, any, any pick you want to just focus in on and say, wow, let me just say, guys, this pick here really impressed me. Or, man, I don't know what this team was thinking about this pick right here. Well, it's actually actually a couple picks here because I'm always interested in how uh, divisions kind of compete and copy each other. Like I I remember you know the Vikings had Randy Moss, and so all of a sudden um, the the Packers start gra- you know grabbing uh, taller corners and Al Harris and everybody like that. Um, but it, it was kind of funny in the second round actually a little bit of copycat in the in, in NFC West here. Arizona started out at 49. Uh, grabbing Rondale Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. And then my Hawks are up at 56, just a couple picks later. They, they grab uh, Dwayne Eskridge. And then the very next pick, the Rams grab uh, Tutu Atwell. And so that's just going to be something that I'm going to be watching for the next couple of years. you got three wide receivers, very similar skill set. And, and, you know, did, did Arizona grab Moore? And that was who the Hawks and the Rams were targeting um, or did one of the guys slip. So I'm just, that's going to be something that I'm watching and I'll see it a lot with my Hawks playing those teams a bunch and just seeing which one of those three in that little cluster, you know, uh, has success. Okay. Good stuff. So we might have to give him a little slot on our show, man. Coming in here with I know, dropping, right? dropping knowledge. Dropping <laughs> oh, come on. I like that. You're letting nugget right the there. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what we um, love. The whole whole premise of the show is know your team. 
If you don't know your team, <laughs> we got we got issues. <laughs> That's it. All right, brother Jay, JB, any thoughts? Well, yeah, um, kind of go back to train with the whole opt out thing. I'll start from the top, work my way down, so I can get to my final thoughts. I think the other thing we need to also bear in mind on the NFL level, we had a lot of players opt out as well. So teams that we thought were just absolute garbage may turn around and be playoff bound. I think the Patriots had 15 players opt out, and mm-hmm. they're still for for a good bit. So you never know what you're going to see from an NFL team perspective from the whole opt-out piece. Bring it down to the next level, players that opted out of the 2020 season that came into this draft trained 100% agree. And and one player that comes to mind, if 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 he can get on the same page with his quarterback, look out. And that's Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota with Lamar Jackson. If those two mm-hmm. can link up, look out. Because I had Bateman as probably a top top three this time a year ago. I had him as a top three receiver, in my opinion. That dude, he's, mm-hmm. he's a bad boy. That's why he was able to, even after opting out, still went in the first round. So that one right there is, is what I would say is one to watch for this coming year. Do you? I want to ask you a question real quick. So, so uh, you were saying that you didn't mind the the the, the Dallas trading back because you thought things would have felt the same. Uh, on Friday, when me and when me and T had the little pop up show, what we did realize is there was a benefit to the 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 reason why the trade back was so was a huge deal is because. Had you guys stayed and still got Pars and still got Micah, um, the Giants would not have traded with Chicago. They would have taken Devontae Smith because their next pick, their next pick was actually the receiver out of Florida, which is Tony. And Bateman came later to um, uh, to the um, to the Ravens. So who do you think got? the better deal with their pick, the Giants picking Tony, which they took first, or the Ravens taking Faith? Hmm. I mean, if if one were to go off just looking at film from a year ago, then they'd probably say Tony. But I'm still going to say if I had to choose between the two, I still would have said Bateman. I still would have said Bateman. Um he had all the, the ten, but he he doesn't have big size. I think he's only like six foot, not even two hundred. But mm. for the games that I saw, he was always he was always catching the ball, always catching the ball. I didn't I don't recall ever seeing him drop a, a ball at all. He was always catching it, and we always talk about yak yards after catch. He mm-hmm. would he would take a cent, go fifteen twenty when it was really designed to just go seven or eight. He would take a, a out route be able to catch it before you, you have all of your body weight just forced out of bounds, be able to tiptoe up the field, get seven, eight, nine more yards. He has those intangibles and body um, uh, body lean and, and, and be able to contort his body in ways that it's not, not humanly possible. So I was impressed. Every time I saw him play, I was impressed with what I saw. So I, I still would have to say Bateman. Right. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so I guess for me, I, I've talked a lot about Dallas because that's my team. Um, I like the Parsons um, pick clearly. I think uh, Train thinks that he could be the centerpiece of our defense. We'll see. Um, Jerry has already come out and kind of said that, um, you know, they're looking at him as kind of a Vaughn Miller type uh, hybrid linebacker defensive end. We kind of had that when we had DeMarcus Ware. Um, you know, sometimes he puts his hand on the ground at 4-3 because we are going back to the 4-3, thank God. Um, and then sometimes they'll, you know, come come off the edge um, from a standing position. But we'll see. You know, we'll, we'll see what, what Dallas does with him. I have, I have a lot of confidence in uh, their being able to scheme properly. Um, certainly Cox, you know, later on in the draft was a good pick and, um, you know, that wide receiver seems very explosive. Dallas is really deep at wide receiver. Jay mentioned practice squad, practice squad when we talked about him, so that's always a possibility. But who knows? Um, comes in and becomes a re- you know, starts out as a returner and special teams put, player, and then, and then you never know. But when you look at Amari Cooper, he's making $20 million a year. He's in, you know, Michael Gallup um, is a stud. You know, he's, he's, he's in. Um, you know, and um, 88, uh, C.D. Lamb, thank you. C.D. Lamb, um, I, I don't see any of these three guys getting supplanted. Um, so, you know, when you go four or five wide receivers, could, uh, you know, Fahako, or however you pronounce his name, be one of those guys? I guess time will tell. We'll see. <laughs> but I, I actually want to just say this, and we didn't really talk about it, but we do have, I do have another friend in this game, uh, in the, uh, the other Star Trek game, who's a huge Cleveland Browns fan. And I, and I just want to say that as much as I really don't like the Browns, never have, never will, they're just, I don't know, they're just kind of there. <laughs> um, they had a really good draft. <laughs> they, yep. they, they really did very well in their draft. And I think we're going to have to really, um, you know, that division with, with obviously, you know, the Ravens and Lamar Jackson and then the Steelers, you know, now with a running game, um, you know, and then, you know, uh, the Browns, and, and just for people that didn't know, you know, they picked up a uh, uh, cornerback in the first round. And this is a, this is a guy whose father was also uh, in the NFL they picked up a linebacker in the second round um, out of Notre Dame, pretty damn good linebacker, wide receiver in the yep. third round. I mean, they just – they addressed some of their needs and they got some really strong players. So when you're able to do both, not just draft someone that fills your need, but also get some players that could literally – could be starters this year, um, they really had a good draft. So I, I want to – kind of shout them out one because one of my one of my players in the other game asked me what I thought and so I did a little research and I was like wow um and so let's keep an eye on them let's see what happens I think that division is really going to be a very interesting division this year so I just I, I wanted to shout them out so um okay um great all right so let's roll up out of here let's let's wrap up and and and, and I think it's been a great show let's go around and and Seahawk, we have something we call our final thoughts. And everybody goes, and uh, since you're our guest, we will start with you. What are your final thoughts? Um, well, I love what you guys talked about with the, the whole opt-out. It's just going to be so interesting um, and, and with craziness. And I know you guys mentioned it earlier 
Um, I, I personally, even though they're division rivals, um, you know, love to pick a Trey Lance, but he played like one game last year with all the crazy stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, but you know what? We get back to football and in the fall, I'm going to be at, uh, Lumen Field now cheering on my Seahawks. We're going to have fans again. I mean, how cool is that? And that's, I guess that's my final thought. We're getting back. We have fans in. It was so lame watching football without fans. Like, you could have there and they're cheering and the noise. Like, let's go. I love it. I love it. I do. Okay. Um, JB, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts are a great draft um, across the board. It, it felt as though football is really back again and, and kind of what Seattle was saying, having fans there, being able to, like you said, to actually see people hug and embrace and all that stuff, getting back to something that resembles normalcy was, was terrific. And and I don't know about you all, but there's something about an off season and, and the feeling as though you've got your GM hat on, not just the draft, but free agents, seeing who's going to sign who. March 5th, I think it was, when free agency started up. I'm sure everybody was glued trying to figure out who's going to do what. And then cap it off with the draft. It's just awesome to see see everything play itself out. And now you've done all of your homework and due diligence. Now we get to see what happens in the off season, And then training camp, I mean, no, training camp and then preseason and the regular season. I, I can't wait to really just, get on the line with y'all and dissect the hell out of all of this. So this is this is a great kickoff. I can't wait to dig deeper into it. All right. Um, Dr. Train. <laughs> no, man. You know, like our special guest Seahawks said, we're going to have fans and quarterbacks, baby. We don't have quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, I'm in the conversation. I ain't got to sit on the sideline no more and watch my quarterback suck. We got quarterbacks, baby. Let's go. Whoa. Oh, my God. Chicago got a quarterback. Dog, y'all don't understand. Oh, man. Did he just say, did he just say y'all don't understand? Did I remind him, JP, of Chrissy Carter, uh, Chad Hutchinson? Bro. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, I understand, bro. Pre-Tony Romo, man, I understand. I understand. In between I Troy Aikman and Tony Romo with some very painful years. So, man, give us yes. us quarterback. Shit. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, I'm just glad you all got Fields and not Wilson. <laughs> I'm actually glad that did not happen, honestly, because I was like, shit, that was our whole future. <laughs> But, but, uh, when he well, you understand. I was thinking Bernie Mac. <laughs> you understand. You understand. <laughs> Man, but uh, good draft by my team. Uh, definitely excited to see how the season plays out. Uh, so happy to see them cut Charles Leno. I kind of hope they they go after Mitchell Schwartz, who was who was let go by the uh, by the Chiefs. Go ahead and get some get as much competition on that offensive line and nastiness on that offensive line as possible. You know, uh, uh, man, it's 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 gonna be it's, it's gonna be an exciting season one way or another. 
uh, and just looking looking forward to it all. But definitely enjoyed the draft. It was nice to hear from you guys, man, hear your voices. Awesome to have a special guest that knows his team. Kudos to you, brother. Uh, and the uh, last thing I'll say is uh, please stay safe. Glad to know you got your second vaccine, little bit, brother Jay. I also got mine, and I was yeah knocked out for at least uh, 36 hours after getting it. So people stay safe. COVID is real. It's, it's still there. It's still there. We're getting vaccinated, but it's still here. <laughs> it's not. It's not going anywhere. So stay safe. Get vaccinated if you choose to. If you don't, you know, stay home. <laughs> stay home. Don't, don't, don't bring it out for everybody else. Let everybody else come out and enjoy it. Just, just stay home. Yeah, Outside of that, let's go. Yes, absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, so a few things. Um, I, I kind of some of it I'll be repeating myself, but I can do that because I am I am who I am. Um, <laughs> you know, it was really great to see a draft that looked more like a normal draft as opposed to a bunch of Zoom meetings, okay, Um, just showing us where we're going, showing us that we are headed down the road, and it just seemed like this road would never get here. And now we're getting the first real true signs of it with live interaction on TV. I mean, when you're watching TV shows that are produced and people in the shows have to wear masks and make and actually bring the whole pandemic onto their show. You know, this was some real shit. This this was no yeah. joke. Okay, um, so it's just it was so nice to just see real again and the anticipation of the upcoming season. I mean, Trey's talking about quarterback. Mind you, we got our quarterback back in Dallas. He played five games and was on a torrid pace in the first four and three-quarter, four, about three-quarter, or, yeah, the third quarter he got hurt games, um, you know, and, and um, he's healthy and on his way back. And, we're you know, we're as excited as train is because we already know what our guy can do. Um, so we're very excited to have Dak coming back over there in Dallas. And so um, look, look, looking, looking forward to that. Um, so, oh. I do want to leave people – I do want people to think about this as you go off. Um, all the stuff Train said is on point. I, everybody's on point tonight. K-Star better be careful. You might, you know, you, you might have found his replacement. I'm just saying. But anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, as we know, and, we, and we've got a huge Seahawks fan on the phone here with us on the line on the show. Um, you know, there's a 31-year-old safety – out there, and he's still available, and he played for Dan Quinn. And the Cowboys did not draft a safety. It it was noticed that the Cowboys did not draft a safety. I'm just saying that dream may still be alive, that a healthy, ready-to-play Earl Thomas could end up joining Dallas under his old coach again, Dan Quinn. I'm just saying, don't give up on that thought, Cowboy fan. Just saying. Something to think about. Just saying. Okay? Just saying. Um, The last thing I'll say before I let y'all go is, and Jay will appreciate this, you know, yesterday would have been our father's 79th birthday. Um, We lost him um, seven years ago. 
And um, it's always a somber time uh, for me and him and our mom to think about the great life that he lived and the great father and just great person that he was. And um, it's a tough day for all of us um, in the Floyd family. And I'm using our, our real name for a moment. And uh, it was, it was a tough day, but I got to say it's, it's, Nice to be on this show and kind of forget about all that and talk some football with some friends. Um, it's nice to be able to have my brother on the show because he's down there in Atlanta and I'm up here in Connecticut. So, you know, I did talk to him yesterday, but we don't get to really catch up. We're both ripping and running. And so, you know, this this is what it's all about. And, you know, something that my, my, my good friend Seahawk said about rejoining our our Star Trek family and how much fun it is and the personalities and the fun, you know, that's really what life was all about. If you ask me, you know, train will remember our Madden days, man, all we did was have fun, man. I mean, whether we was whooping up on someone or getting whooped up, we had fun. (laughs) You know, it was just an enjoyable group of guys talking a little smack, getting on and, you know, man, whatever it is that people do in life, you know, just make sure that in there somewhere you are having some fun, whatever it is you want to do. And if you're taking life too seriously, and I, I'm not trying to get preachy or nothing, but if, if, if you're getting all caught up and everything is doom and gloom and negativity, take a deep breath and realize that you can take that deep breath. You've got life and find something that makes you happy and makes you fulfilled and then go do it. Do a lot of it. You know, enjoy yourselves, whether it's watching football playing your favorite video game, or just sitting on your front step with a beer in your hand and doing nothing, whatever it may be, life is too short. We've learned that in the last 15, 16 months with with so many of us gone, over 570,000 of our friends and family have died from this nasty, terrible pandemic. The one thing we want to come out of this as we start to you know, we're getting vaccinated and, and we're getting back to our lives is don't take anything for granted. Have some fun. You know, enjoy yourself. Go find somebody that you love and kiss them. Kiss them right on the mouth, you know. Enjoy yourself. And, and if she's real cute, give her a little tongue and say, Commissioner T said so. All right, I'm done. I, I'll let you come I may need to go do that. I wasn't ready. I mean, I mean, go do that shit. Oh, shit. Lena, you out there? Just saying. Okay, anyway. Um, all right. So, uh, K-Star, we missed you, man. You missed a lot of fun tonight, but we will be back again. We will be back again soon. We're not going to wait till August to do another show, okay? We're not. We're going to come back again soon. We're going to see, you know, we got to follow this Aaron Rodgers thing now, and we got to keep our eyes on the Deshaun Watson. We didn't really get into, into that. There's a lot there that we can do another show on really just him because there's a lot to unpack there, and that's going in a much different and more serious direction. And so I didn't really want to get into that tonight. I wanted this to be light, but there's a lot. There's still a lot to talk about, but it won't be next week. But soon we will be back to do another show. We'll invite our new friend Seahawk to join us. We, we should have K-Star back with us. We'll have JB, my brother, my real-life brother, and we'll have Dr. Train, my all-time brother. We'll all be back on the show. We will do it again. And remember, as we say goodnight, what I always say, because it's always true, game of football, at the end of the day, all feuds are settled on the field. Good night, everybody. 
We'll see you real soon. Bop, <laughs> bop,